You don't have to know a lot of things in order to make a huge difference for the Lord in the world. But you do need to know a few things that are great and be willing to live for them and die for them. Will I let Jesus prove to me that he's truly my strength? To let him prove inside of me that through him I can do all things. The True Strength Life Podcast with Aaron Simpkins. Check out TrueStrengthApparel.com for clothing you'll love with a message you can trust. That's TrueStrengthApparel.com. If you love this show enough to actually support it financially, well, we have a page where you guys can do that for us. That's at Patreon.com slash TrueStrengthLife. Again, that's patreon.com slash true strength life where you can become a patron to the true strength life podcast. See our goals we have on there that we want to reach for for creating better content for you guys. We greatly appreciate you. God bless. All right, back here with another episode of the true strength life podcast. Aaron Simpkins, and I'm with my good buddy Rick Sincere. Actually, uh, I guess I should call you Doctor, right? <laughs> Either way, bro. Either way, it all works. <laughs> um, so I want to I want to introduce uh, you guys, meaning my listeners, to um, to this to to Rick because uh, he's an interesting guy. He he does a lot of different things uh, at a high level, and um, so I want to you know just have him tell you what he's about. Uh, so go ahead and introduce yourself. How y'all doing, man? This is Rick Sincere, um, also known as Dr. Ricks <laughs> for some people, um, who, who know me a little bit better. Um, so I am a, um, golly, what was some of the stuff that I do? I'm a, uh, I teach at, at a, a college. So I've been there for a little while. I don't even know if I want to say the college's name right now. <laughs> I don't know how, how they feel about that kind of stuff. Um, but um, I have a PhD in biomedical science. That's like one interesting thing about me. Um, outside of that, it's um I I'm a rapper. I've released a project uh, last year called the well actually in tw- right now it's like 2018 December 2018 right two years released- ago bro. Nah nah I ain't been whole two years. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but I released a, a Beyond Belief project. Um and I also I am uh, the president and CEO of my team My Voice uh, Sports Podcast Network. So MTMV Sports Podcast Network where we bring on podcasters to to really share their love um of sports and their knowledge about sports right because i feel across the board there's a lot of guys out there who know a lot about sports but they don't have a platform and so i've been doing my best to build a platform um for you know those sports fanatics who really want to have a voice and so um in as a professor um i'm somebody who tries my best to inspire people 
So that's my whole ministry. So my rap is inspiration, my teaching is inspiration, and then my um, my platform with MTNV is about inspiring those people um, to be the absolute best that they can be. So everything that I do is kind of wrapped around inspiration, and it's just kind of like the at the core of my message. Cool. Um, that's great. Uh, you're an inspiring guy. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's be, before we get into that stuff in more detail, um, let's talk about your uh, beginning of your Christian walk. I, I like to okay. you know hear about that story from from people. So for me, in the beginning of my Christian walk, it it really started off when I was like four, right? Like really young, and so um, I I my. Ever since I was, I guess I came out the womb. I probably came out the womb and went straight to church. So, <laughs> so, so that my mom was, um, you know, she was a very faithful Christian her entire life. She is a, a faithful Christian, um, and she's kind of always kind of raised me up in that environment. And so, um, it, it didn't take long for me at all in order for me to realize, like, you know, God is the center and the focus of this life, right? Like that. It didn't take long yeah. for me to kind of um, figured it out. So I was about four years old when I first came to, um, so I remember kind of vividly um, when I was young at the church services, the the pastor would be preaching and, and I'd always call it thunder preaching, you know, when, when the pastor gets to that point in the sermon where he's like, ah, <laughs> I, I want to see my pastors do that. <laughs> I went, I went to churches like that, and so, um, like they would call down from heaven, yo. Like that's that's kind of how my pastor did it. This uh, Pastor Frank Davis, man. He's a Bible with Missionary Baptist Church in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, guy was guy's phenomenal, man. Guy's so cool. And so he's he's up there, he's doing this thing. I'm like four years old, I'm sitting there like, because mm -hmm. I can feel like the stirring in my stomach, like, like the stirring in my stomach has led me to both good and bad things. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you sure you weren't hungry? <laughs> nah, because like every time, every week when we get to like this part in the sermon where he stopped the the he'd stop his thunder preaching, but get to the point where he was like, you know, I'm calling you, you know, to to come and and uh, bring bring yourself to Christ, uh, give your life to Christ. And I would hear that. I would hear that. And I'd be like, yo, um, I felt something. So anyway, one Sunday I, 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 you know, got up and I went up to the front and, you know, everybody like claps when you walk up to the front or whatever. Right. Especially when you're like four. Right. And yeah. you walk up there with some conviction. And so <laughs> I walk, <laughs> I walked up to the front. And I was like, I want to do this. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's funny because um, I, I got up and I did that. And then after that, my mom was like, I really want you to know what you're doing. I don't want you to just kind of like, you know, That's think great. that you know what you're doing. I want you to know what you're doing. So um, before I got baptized, which was two weeks out, right, she took me through like two weeks of training about what what is church about? Like, what is God about? What is Jesus about? What's this whole story about? Now, this is stuff I had like some of the stuff I had already kind of learned in, in, you know, Sunday school, but she like drilled it. Right. It was like, it was like, I was mm. in like some type of, I don't know, Christian camp. Right. Where, That's where good. it was good. Like it was, it was at home and it was just like here, we studied every day about the stuff that I was like, getting myself into. Right. And what I was being called to do. And so I was like, all right, bet. So, you know, I didn't like it because I'm four. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I was like, OK, I understand. I understand. So when I got baptized, um, I, I fully knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? 
Like I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what was happening. Um, and I knew exactly how serious it was. And, and I took it that way. And so that was the beginning of my Christian story right now. Like, you know, life happens. And so you, mm. beca- it, as you grow, things get different. But um, I was called into ministry at about 11, right? I kind of felt called into ministry at about that time. Um, I actually, um, you know, I got ordained. Well, I got licensed at, I want to say 15 to preach. So I was licensed to preach oh, at 15. Wow. Um, I got ordained at um, 17. Um, and I was just kind of, my whole life was just kind of spent in, you know, in, um, in church. I spent my whole time there learning, but still at the same time, it's so funny because at the same time I was in church, right, trying to learn and become a better person, I was also getting kicked out of school every week. Like <laughs> it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was horrible. Um, <laughs> like I, I'm serious, man. Like to be honest with you, I, I was, I, look, if, if I'm dead honest, I think I was suspended at least four times every year. Mm. Now, only four times every year because the fifth time you get expelled, and I didn't want to. So <laughs> you knew. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, coming up, man, it was it was like I, I spent, like I said, I spent a lot of time um, in church. I also spent a lot of time in the principal's office, and so it was, you know what I mean? It's like this whole little thing. Um, but around God, I want to say um, around maybe fourteen before I got before I became like. Um, a preacher is when um, I really had to kind of make a switch and make a shift in, in my life and make a shift in the way I approach school and stuff like that, right? And so I want to say leaving from the eighth grade to the ninth grade is when um, I decided, hey, look, I'm tired of my mom being at school all the time. I'm tired of being in office all the time. And I was going into high school and they were getting rid of, um, they got rid of all my old records. So like, I mm. not records. Right. But like, you know, when you go yeah. from I, I transferred to maybe like four different schools coming up. And so in every school I would go to, I'd be a different problem for a different school. And so they would always send along my record to the school. Right. And when I got to high school, um, I got there. I got in trouble like one time, bro. And um, the guy was like, oh, no, you know, I'm so far away from my Christian story now. So, <laughs> <laughs> But this is still a part I mean, of it's it. A, it's all part of it. So. <laughs> So I, I get to the I get to the office in, in high school and I get in trouble for something real light. But I go to the office and the guy pulls out my, my folder, it's like this manila folder, and he pulls it out and it's all thin. And I'm like, um, and there's nothing in it. And I'm like, hey bro, what's that? <laughs> Cause I know what my folder looks like. It looks like this, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like a stack of stuff. He pulls out this little thin manila folder with nothing in it. And he said, um, oh, this is this is your record. And I was like, that's my record? And he was like, he was like, yeah, this, this is your record. I said, what? He said, yeah. I said, hey, do me a favor. <laughs> I said, if you don't put that sheet of paper in that folder, I promise you'll never see me again. Because it, it was just freeing, bro, to have like a brand new start. You know what I mean? It was so mm. freeing to have a brand new start. And he was like, and I get, I don't know, but he said, okay, okay. And I said, all right. He never saw me again. I was a model citizen from that point until the time I graduated, bro. And I've never been in anything, you know, ever again. And it was during that time when um, I was called to ministry. It was during that time I was called to to um, to be a leader. It was during that time I started I started preaching. Um, but it was still like, you know, it was still a, a change for me. Right. Because even though I had Christ in my life my whole entire time. Right. Me like fully like 
um, understanding all the stuff, even though you understand yeah. some stuff, me understanding more of what grace means and understanding yeah. what grace does for an individual really happened for me in a moment, right? When I realized when somebody really came to me and showed me, hey, look, this is what it looks like to have a slate cleaned. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? This is what it looks like to have a brand new start. That's what Christianity is, right? It's a brand new start for those who have been, you know, living the life of sin. It's a brand new open start. And the qu the question is, what do you do with that open start, right? And so when when I saw it, I was like, yo, I was like, man, this is th that I felt Christianity in that moment. I felt what Christ's message is in that moment, and that new start kind of launched me into a new path. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you, you might think that you veered off a little bit, but I mean, that's 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 all part of your story, and that and that was uh, yeah, that's that's good. Um, so all right, so now in your timeline, we're kind of at uh, what late teens, end of high school time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in there, um, so we're gonna we're gonna bring it next to you know the the PhD stuff and the rapper stuff. So what? Yeah. Out of those, out of those, like what? What did you know of first? Like, did you know you want to go after um, being a doctor or or be a rapper first? Like, what kind of happened? You know, there. Man, it's kind of weird. Um, in college, um, in college, you you have moments, you know, like you have, you have moments. <laughs> and so I, I was pledging one moment, like I was pledging, and while I was pledging, um, I was in this room, and you know, everybody's like, you know, you're being hazed and people messing with you and all kind of stuff. And so while, while, while you're being hazed and while you're going through that, right, um, they, somebody, I, the guys who were over my fraternity were all DJs. And so they put on some music. And so when they put on the music, I was like, um, you know, they, they start start playing it, they start playing it. They was like, all right, freestyle. I'm like, what type of punishment is this? <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> It was like freestyle. Who gonna freestyle? And so um I started kicking something, right? And I started saying stuff and it was like, woo, woo. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I kept going with it. Like that was that was a little bit of confirmation that I felt like I had something, you know what I mean? Um up until that point I had only like written songs. Like I I, I like singing a lot more than I like rapping, right? Mm -hmm. Um, because my dad was a singer. My dad is a singer, right? He's he's a great singer. I'm not a great singer. So, <laughs> but I love writing singing songs. And so all I want to do is sing. And so up until that point, I had all my musical stuff was like singing, right? Um, and I wrote like maybe one or two little rap songs, but mostly it was just kind of singing. And so that point kind of made me feel like I may be able to do something. It wasn't until um, in graduate school, right? So those two things kind of collided. So it wasn't until graduate school that I actually got into a booth. And I can tell you like how that, how that all mm. transpired. So, but that, that little moment kind of kicked something off for me. So I started writing more rap songs after that, right? I realized I was more naturally talented as a rapper than a singer. So I was like, all right, cool. I can kind of venture into this zone. Um, but I wanted, so my PhD kind of th thing happened around the same time I had the inkling to go into, um, to and go into science in a deeper way. So I started off as a computer science major. And I was only a computer science major because my mom was like, hey, that's the wave. Like in the future, if you want to make money, be a computer science major. Now, listen, yeah. if you're listening out there, always listen to your mom because this other route I took did not lead to a lot of money. But <laughs> but but I had to go where my heart was leading me. Right. So um, I was a computer the heart, science. the heart is deceitful. 
<laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so um, um, I'm headed into um, I'm going into um, computer science, but there's so much stuff involved, right? There's so much math and stuff that I didn't really want to get into. I don't, I don't, I hate like doing too much math at one time. So I was like, all right, bet. So, um, but I do, you know, I do like this whole college thing. So I'm in, and I'm doing well in my classes, right? However, I I hate computer science. Like I hate programming. I was programming at the time and I hated programming so much, bro. Like, honestly, they got me on camera one time kicking computers. And I was like, it was, <laughs> and, so, and so because like, you know, you do a program, you have one error, right? You fix the error. Now you got 18 errors. And I was like, ah, losing my mind. So I was like, I can't deal with this. And so, um, but I was still making, you know, pretty decent grades. So I'll get, I went into this uh, biology course. And there was this teacher there, bro. He was so amazing, man. He was just a phenomenal teacher. He was so good. His name was Dr. Benny Miles at Grambling State University. And while I'm while I'm watching him, right, man, I'm seeing uh, like he takes out water guns. He's shooting people in the class, talking about the cohesive and adhesive nature of water. And I'm like, that's that's crazy. You know what I mean? He told me like he was telling me differences between like um, white meat and dark meat. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy because I care about chicken. And so I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> and you, I was going to say something, but you said it. <laughs> and, so, and so he was, he, he basically made a lot of stuff that I cared about make sense. And he made me care about it. So I was like, like, he made me care about more stuff that I didn't know. Right. And so his teaching method and his teaching style was so infectious. I was like, yo, I love going to class. Like, I would I could I could I would never miss class because I was trying to be a good student, right? So I'd always sit at the front, no matter what class I'm in. I'm sitting at the front, I'm paying attention, I'm listening, and I'm engaged, no matter what the situation is, right? But at the same time, like I would do that out of out of like uh you know, like a mantra in other classes. But in his class, I'd do it like out of fun. Like I couldn't wait yeah. to get to the front. I couldn't wait to get to class. And so um, like I saw him just kind of doing his thing and, and man, something clicked in me. I was like, yo. I want to be like that dude. Like, I want to do what that dude's doing. Mm. I want to do exactly what he's doing. Man, so he was like, I went up to him. I talked to him. I said, hey, will you be my mentor? And he decided to, like, he was my mentor. And so um, he was my mentor. I changed my major from computer science to biology. And then I was like, look, I know I'm going this route that doesn't pay a lot, right? So I want to get paid the most that I can. So I, I was like, you know, I'm going to the top of this thing. Like, I want to go all the way to where you can get paid. And so I was like, okay, I'll be, you know, I want to get my PhD. And that's he had his PhD. I want to get mine. So every summer after that, like during the year I'd be in school, in the summer I'd be in somebody's lab around the country, right? I spent my first summer at the University of California, Irvine, my next two summers at the University of Michigan, just preparing myself and gearing myself um, mm -hmm. for, uh, and that's something my mom instilled in me. If, if in the summer is when you actually make moves towards your future money, right? Like you can make moves towards future money. You do it when everybody else is chilling and on the beach and doing whatever they're doing, right? So in the summer, that's when I was, you know, doing my thing. And so um, I'm, I'm pressing to get towards that. And by the time I was done with um, undergrad, I went straight into graduate school. Mm. Wow, wow. Your uh, your mom sounds like a beast. <laughs> oh man, mom, mom, mom is on a whole different level, bro. Like like she's <laughs> she's something different. So like. You know, they say raise your child up in the way it should go. And when they get older, they won't depart from it. Yeah. Right. Um, it's also funny that if you raise your child up, <laughs> they won't appreciate it. Right. 
but when they get older, they'll appreciate everything and they'll praise like like they'll praise every step yep. that you took. So my mom was my mom's ridiculous in that way. Not my dad too, right? My my dad, him him being there played a huge role in all the stuff, right, that I was able to do and, and get accomplished. And the lessons that he taught me along the way matter as well, right? Um, but when it comes to like and and actually he's the first one in my education, right? He's the one going out and like trading all his fun stuff for books. Like, so he went out mm. and bought a bunch of books and he'd bring those books home and he'd read those books to me constantly, right? So my dad played a huge role um, as well. Um, but yeah, that that little, that foresight, that little like, you know, push me to go do summer stuff, mom, mom's involved in a lot of that stuff. Mm. Now, everybody listening, I want you to pay attention to, to his story. It starts at four years old, got saved. And all throughout, everything that you've said so far, your parents had a huge role in it. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't want to, so anybody that listening that doesn't have kids, like, like you actually don't have kids right now. No. Um, but you also, if you ever did have kids in the future, you know, the importance of your role as a parent and, and how much of an impact you can have. Um, so I want to make sure that, that that message doesn't get lost either. Um, because that's, that, that is so lost, especially in, in culture, uh, in America a lot now. Um, you know, absentee fathers and, and, you know, just the family unit is not what it should be. Uh, and it's missing. Um, so it's very important. Uh, cause I think it's probably, it's probably safe to say with your story, um, all of the successes and stuff that you've had and, and even possibly, you know, you knowing, you knowing Christ as early as you did, um, you may not have all of that when you did without your parents. Um, no, that's you know, who, a fact. Who knows what happens in your life without your parents' influence? So, uh, yeah, I just want the sidebar on that because that's that's a big that's a big thing. Um, yeah, it really is. It really yeah. is. No, honestly, without without my mom and my, without my dad, right? Um, there's there's none of the stuff, right? Like there's I'm not even. So who takes you to church initially when you're one, two, and three, right? Who does that? Yep. Right. Yeah, and parents. so that's that's parents. Right. And so um, who makes sure that, you know, what you're doing or what you're getting yourself into. Right. That's that's parents. Right. Who makes sure that when you're getting in trouble in school constantly, that they're doing what they have to do to discipline you. Now, I don't, I don't want to get into the politics of the discipline. Right. But I was <laughs> yeah. disciplined thoroughly. So yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so who's doing that? Right. That's your parents. Like, right. Bring you back on the right track. And then who ushers in the move for your transformation? Because like if, if you're not disciplined, right, while you're going down the wrong path and you're not encouraged to get back on the right one, mm-hmm. then you'll keep going down the wrong path. Right. Something encourages you to get back on the right path. Now, you can either get that encouragement at home and it'll happen earlier or the world can do it when you're, you know, when you're actually out there. Right. Yep. And, and when you're arrested and when you're dealing with cops consistently or you're dealing with a system, they, they can get you back on the right path eventually, hopefully. Right. Um, yeah. But for me, that all happened early. So mom put me back on the right path and and mom, dad put me back on the right path. And now, yeah, they they play a huge role in all of that stuff, man. They play a huge yeah. role in all that. And so when when it was actually time for me to get my Ph.D. and I'm on the stage, you get to invite up two people. Right. And so and they and they put the you know, they put the stuff on you. So they, they gave me um, I can't think of what, what the thing is called right now, but they put the thing over my shoulder and then they yeah. um, put my, my cap on. And that stuff happened. My my dad was there for that. My mom were both on stage and they kind of walked me through that process together. Wow. 
That's really cool. That had that had to be such a moment in your life right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a big wow. moment. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so actually before we move on to the rapper stuff, uh, and I know that you, you know, you don't have a whole lot more time, but, uh, I, I want to just question you on this real quick. Um, so you're a, you're a Christian in a science field and yep. you're a PhD and you're a PhD. Yep. You know where, you know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, uh, from an outsider's perspective, we 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 tend to hear a lot of uh, a lot of stories of of like Christian shunning and stuff like that in science communities. Um, we tend to hear uh, some some people may say like you know Christians aren't reasonable, Christians aren't smart, Christians hate science is a big thing too. Like you can't how can you be a Christian and love science? Like they they think those are two opposites. Um, so you're you you're the the opposite to all of those negatives. Um, so kind of, kind of talk about that a little bit. Cause I, I know, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, and you've dealt with this probably before, uh, have you ever gotten, um, uh, like has, has anybody ever given you a hard time of, in, about that in your field or, um, like, has that ever come up at all? You know, how does no, that work? Actually, not in my field. I've never, um, I've never had anybody kind of press me on, on. Actually, wait, only once, only once. Yeah, in the interview though. So I was in an interview. Um, okay. I was in an interview going from, um, the going from. So after you graduate with a PhD, your next thing is to do this thing called a postdoc, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you go from undergraduate straight into a PhD program. After the PhD program you go into this thing called a postdoc if you want to, you know, learn how to do independent research. And so going from your PhD to your postdoc, you have to go through another set of interviews. And so um, I was interviewing at UAB because I was going into a program. I was thinking about going into a program at UAB and somebody asked me, they was like, um, well, look, you're you're a uh, <laughs> it says here that you you are a preacher and, and you're also a scientist. So <laughs> what is, how does that work? Right. And the, this yeah. lady, she was pressing me. Um, she was she was like, how does that even work? Right. Like, because those two things don't mix. They're a blend. And I was like, it does. It, it makes perfect sense how it blends. Right. Like for me, um, there's a lot of stuff that's unknown. Right. Like there's a lot of stuff in science that we don't know. There's, mm-hmm. But somebody does. You know what I mean? Like somebody does know. So God has made this world so magnificent. He's He's made the human body so intricate. Think about the the beautiful complexities that happen inside the human body, it's right? Yeah, and, and the fact that it happens in all of us the same way. A lot of processes happen the same way in all of us, yet we all look different, right? And we act different, and we have different personalities. And then at the core, there's something that's still fundamental. We were made beautifully. Like, we were made like... <laughs> The, look, the beautiful complexity of the human body is so ridiculous, right? And the fact that scientists don't know everything, like, okay, right now, there's a virus, right, that, that's going around that's, like, really affecting people, and we don't know how to stop it. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's something that we possibly created. I don't know how it got started, right? But mm, yeah. we could have possibly <laughs> created that we don't know how to stop, right? All right, awesome. A lot of that stuff, right, a lot of this stuff is, okay, if God put it all together, science is the way that he allows us to unlock some of the mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. Science is the way that he allows us to understand some of the stuff that he did, 
And it's a it's a beautiful approach to understanding some of those things. Right. So for me, I've always thought of it this way. I'm like, OK, God, there's a lot about me that I don't know. Right. There's a lot about me that a lot of people don't know. And it's it's how I think and how how I act and how I respond to stress and and how we carry on and how our genes pass from one generation to the next. Right. Mm -hmm. There's some of the stuff that we've broken down and now we understand. But I mean, up until uh, I want to say like 1950, we didn't even know the structure of DNA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's this beautiful model that like this beautiful molecule that controls so much stuff of how how, you know, how we look. And we didn't even know what the structure of it was. We didn't even know what was responsible for it. Right. So thank God for scientists who help us to unlock certain stuff. And as we unlock more and more stuff. Right. We become, you know, more knowledgeable. But I also feel like like we <laughs> I feel like I grow closer. Right. Like I grow close to the guy because as he unlocks certain things for me. So science is always my way to unlock this, you know, this uh, awesome stuff that he did for us an awesome way that he made us all. Right. So that's kind of how I see science. I see the scientific method as a way to unlock some of those those things God put together. So for me, it never mm. um, for me, it never felt like it, it clashed. It always felt like it blended because honestly, there's no way that I get out of graduate school without. God, please help me. <laughs> God, please help me deal with these cells because I work with cells. I'm a cell biologist. So I'm like, God, please help me deal with these cells and help this real-time PCR work so I can go to the next level. PCR is a way we, we find out things about gene expression. So I'm like, I'm, doing, I'm dealing with cells that can die at any time if I contaminate them, right? I'm dealing with a, um, a PCR machine that could go wrong at any time, right, if I don't do it right. And, or if, you know, things just don't work out well. And then on top of getting information, I need to interpret the information correctly. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, God, please help me interpret this information correctly, because, Lord, if these cells die one more time, I'm going to lose it. And if this machine goes bad one more time, I'm going to lose it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't understand this information, I'm going to lose it. All that stuff. I feel like God has always helped me in that way. Right. And always shaped my, mm -hmm. my path in science. So um, and without him. I'm 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 not a good scientist, right? Like I I wouldn't be even nearly I won't be able to pass on the information that I got without him. I have no success in the lab. Without him, I can't un understand or interpret my my data. And without him, I feel like I feel like a lot of us are just kind of lost. I mean, how many scientists are praying right now? God, please help us understand this coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like the the method. The, I feel like science never has to separate itself from 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 god I, I i don't i don't feel like it has to um yes there is certain certain things that can be proven and can't and i think the one thing that people kind of get mixed up with is just the fact that we can't prove god's existence through the scientific method i don't know if that's what the scientific method is for no you see what i'm saying it it, it yeah it, it'd be impossible to do that um, so that's 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 the problem. That's that's where yeah. most people feel like the the divide is, right? So we can't prove you exist through this method that that you gave us to to find the other stuff. So I use the method not to figure out if God's real or not, right? But I I use the method yeah. to find out if all the stuff that God made to figure out how it all works, to figure out what it what it's meant to do, what it can do, right? There's certain things like there's certain bacteria that we didn't even know it had certain capabilities, but through the scientific method, I can find out the capabilities of certain bacteria, right? Mm. Who put the bacteria here? Who put me here to figure it out, right? Yeah. I don't have to use this method to figure out who you are. 
I can find out who you are through a relationship. That sounds a lot like uh, a lot like Romans one. You'll you'll know him. Uh, everyone is without excuse to know that God exists through creation. Um, you know, so you're you're a perfect example of that. Where on, on a on a small, you know, you're looking at at very small things, but you're seeing yeah, how all, all all of this stuff is so is so complicated. Um, <laughs> I, that's gonna look funny. I got a notification that said Tim Tebow texted me. Um, and <laughs> I'm signed up for his uh, text stuff, but uh, so yeah, you're, you're seeing you're seeing all this stuff, and and the more and more that you dig into it, the more and more complex it is. But it's like it it it, it couldn't have just gotten this way, you know. It it all of this is here because there's a person that put it here. Um, yeah. So I love how you put it, where you. You grow every time you see stuff like that, you're growing closer to God through your science. You know, your your science is the mechanism that's that's furthering your your relationship. Um, and I think that's a that's a great I guess you just say that's a great mentality to have. But it's also um, it's also a good reminder to people um, and, you know, people who may be listening that are into science themselves. Uh, but might be struggling with like, how do I reconcile my faith with the, my science? Um, and uh, yeah, there's. I say, really... I say to them, right? Look, every scientist, every scientist, every respected scientist, I guarantee you, at some point, felt the frustration of research. Every one of them, right? Because there's no discovery without frustration. There's just mm -hmm. none. Right. Yeah. Like there's always some for even even with um, even with Dolly. Right. I don't know if you remember the clone sheep. Right. That happened a yeah, bunch yeah. of times before we got Dolly. Yeah. That failed a bunch of times before we got Dolly. Now there's places that that do cloning like on a consistent basis. Right. Like in South Korea, there's a place that does cloning on a consistent basis. They still only have a 40 percent success rate. Right. So they still fail a lot. So most scientists have been to that point of frustration. Right. If you're at that point of frustration, at some point or another, you've reached out to God. <laughs> yeah. So along yeah. every scientist's path. Right. At some point, they've met a point of frustration where they were just like tearing their hair out and had to reach out to somebody. Right. And, and I feel like I feel like that frustration is meant for a reason. Right. That frustration is kind of put there on purpose because there, there needs to be some type of, you know, acknowledgement that this isn't this is more this is beyond me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though this will click to me at some point, this will click and God will open up doors and those things will click. Those answers will click and they'll come to us at some point. Right. But we go through a frustrating process in order to get there. It was in that process where I found that God helps me the most. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and saying this to a scientist, it, it kind of sounds funny, but scientists don't have all the answers. Um, no, apparently. No no one person has all the answers, um, you know, and, and that's that's kind of one of the big faults of, of a lot of the popular science, uh, you know, atheists, Richard Dawkins, people like that that are out there. They write these books, uh, you know, hating on anybody that basically is not an atheist. But at the same time, they're 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 a scientist using all of these different philosophies uh, of how to come to these conclusions that they've made. Well, guess what, bro? You're not a philosopher. You're not a theologian. You're not you. That's not your specialty. So, you know, when you have a philosopher 
talking to a scientist, you're going to, there's going to be a lot, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. You know, you don't have all the answers. None of us have all the answers. Um, so yeah, well, uh, I don't know how much longer you want to keep going, but, um, so if you could touch on real quick, like we got some time, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so you're a rapper, you have an album out, you have an album beyond belief, Rick sincere, RIC. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about you. You're a rapper. Are you a Christian rapper? (laughs) I'm a Christian rapper, right? Like I'm a Christian rapper. I'm also a rapper that's Christian. Like, I hate that. I like, I I know that discussion, right? Um, Mm -hmm. because the discussion is basically, um, how much do you highlight Christ in your, in your rap, right? Like how much do you highlight Christ in your rap? And then not really just that, but how much, how do you identify? Because there's, there's a stigma attached to I'm a Christian rapper. And, and then there's, uh, there's something, um, shameful, right? Attached to I'm a rapper that's Christian. Because some people feel like, oh, well, look, if you're a rapper that's Christian and you're a Christian rapper, okay. I, I, I just think it's weird. Like, I always felt like that that argument was weird. You know, I'm on Trackstars. Shout out to the Trackstars, man. Uh, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Um, and so when I'm on um, when I'm on the Trackstars show, right, that argument gets brought up a lot, but not actually on the show. It gets brought up, like, when people yeah. come to visit, right? Yeah. They come to visit the show, um, and then, like, you know, when the cameras are off and all that kind of stuff, then people start, you know, talking about this, and they start debating whether or not certain rappers are Christian rappers or rappers that are Christian, right? But I I, I think the argument is, pardon me, I think the argument is, is nonsensical for me, right? Like, like we're we're Christians, like we're Christians, and and we're we're involved in art, right? And so, I mean, I feel like that that's always, yeah. I think it's it's weird. It's I think it's a weird thing to fight about, right? Because mm. I think I think we fight about it a lot, and I think it's a weird thing to fight about. Now, um, here's one thing that I, I do kind of understand about that argument, uh, not about that argument, but about the fight and about the identification. Some people want our bigger rappers, our more influential rappers in the industry. NF, Lecrae. Yes. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> so some people want our more influential rappers in the industry to outright identify that mm-hmm. they are with us, right? And not just with us, but with God. So when they represent, the, when they represent God on those stages, right? They want to know, are you representing God and us, right? Like, because we are Christians. And mm-hmm. together, right, together we um, have a platform, and together we have an agenda, and together we have a focus, right? Are you with us? And that was clear at some point um, for some of those people, right? And so we talk about Lecrae. Most people felt in the beginning that was very clear. Lecrae was with us. Yeah. He's big. He's influential. He was part he was of cross there. movement. That yeah. whole thing. And yeah, he's, he's with us, right? And mm. when when he when he raps on those stages and when he takes over, you know, a, a BET cipher or something like that, he's out there. He's representing us. He's with us, right? And when those lines start to blur a little bit, and you didn't really know if he's with us or not with us, that's when people got in their feelings a little bit, right? Um, but I'm gonna talk about Lecrae in a second because honestly, some of some of us, right, in the genre, kind of gave him the boot a little bit um, on something else he t- he spoke out on, and that's kind of on us, to be honest. Um, but anyway, but NF, right? So yeah. NF, 
is another one. Like he's he's he rolls, he rolls, and then he was out of here, right? NF is now out of here. But a lot of people in in the CHA genre want to kick him out of here too, because they say he doesn't he doesn't represent right what he's not with us. That's basically what it is, right? He's not yeah. basically with um with CHH. He's on something different. He might still be a Christian. That's cool, but he's not with us and what we do. Well, if he's a Christian, he's still with us. Right? Am I wrong yeah. when I say that? You let me know, Aaron, because because I could be wrong. <laughs> but if he's still a Christian, right? If he's still a Christian and his message, so if you listen to his music. He's never gotten to the point in his music where he's disrespectful to God or not, uh, where he's disrespectful to God or disrespectful to, to who we are and what we are, right? Um, so I haven't heard the point or gotten to the point listening to him. And I know you hear me talk on the radio, so I know you you, you always have a problem with me. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I don't think NF has gotten to the point where in his music, he's, he's kind of um, disowning his relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. Now, I also don't hear God or Jesus or Holy Spirit in his music, right? When I say that, I don't hear the words. I don't hear those words in his music. He he said God once in his last album. That's so awesome. Maybe people will <laughs> stop messing with him now, right? But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you listen to a bunch of rappers, right? Like, you listen to Chance the Rapper. I don't consider Chance the Rapper um, with us, right? Chance the yeah. Rapper is not like a CHH artist. Right, even though he says your favorite rapper is a Christian rapper, like some of Chance's songs are like not with us, <laughs> just straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's that's not our agenda. Right, but at the same time, he's a Christian. The I guess the argument really shouldn't be about um shouldn't be about Lecrae. It shouldn't be about NF, who I feel like are with us. I don't think Lecrae ever left. To be honest with you, Lecrae's never. I don't been. either. I don't. Lecrae's I don't never, never at any point in his career has he not been a Christian rapper. Right. He's always been that. Now he might now I'll say this. He might not he might have changed his his rapping style. And I I'm gonna say when it's when it's really hit me. I'm with I'm with Sean. Me, Sean, um, Sean from Track Stars. I'm with Sean. We had a birthday party of a guy, um, another Ryan, not the Ryan, but another Ryan, right? And so yeah. um a Ryan who always comes to the show. Ryan's a guy who's on our show. He comes and sits, you know, in the in the studio. Um, so he's there. We go to his birthday party and he has like he's like, yo, I want to hear um, my favorite artist. It's his birthday. The DJ's there. There's a DJ. And he's like, hey, what do you want to hear? And he was like, I want to hear Lecrae. Right. He's my favorite artist. And he was like, OK, OK. All right. He said, let me see if there's anything here that can go along that that won't change the tempo. That won't change the flow of what's happening here. Right. So he's like, OK, let me look some stuff up. So he's looking up some stuff. And I said, he says, any song that that Lecrae made that that can go in this place. Right. And I'm like, um, yeah. Yo, what's this song uh, with? um, What's my guy? I think it's Blessings. Who's who's that with? Ty Dolla Sign? Ty yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, yo, um, I said he had a song with Ty Dolla Sign. He was like, oh, bet, bet that could work. So he grabs that. <laughs> He grabs that and he plays that because it won't mess up the vibe, right? And it's still mm-hmm. it's still a good song. It's still a message in it, right? But Lecrae, Lecrae understands that. Every song that he made that's like a full Christian song won't work in every environment. So his message will be limited and his reach will be limited. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He doesn't want to limit his reach. And because he doesn't limit his reach, he expands, his, he, he becomes more versatile in the way that he's going about delivering his, his message. So... Like, is he not a Christian for doing that? 
I think that's a part of it. I've become all things for all men, right? So that I can reach all of them. Yeah. Right? That's a that's a principle. So he, yeah. he's doing that. Now with NF, I don't really know his I don't really know his whole story. Like I listen to his music, but I don't really mm-hmm. know his whole story. I do know that I don't hear Jesus 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 all the time in his his music. I still feel that he's still a part of he may not be a part of CHH, and that's okay. But he's still a part of Christianity, and he still represents Christ as he's on those stages. Mm. I when he's on those stages. Yeah, I obviously this could be a really long talk. Um, Facts, but I think with with Lecrae, I see him as uh, I've always seen him as I feel like he's he's always one or two steps ahead of where the the rest of CHH people are. Um, so in other words, like he figures out things quicker than we do. Um, so like, like you just said with the tie dollar sign thing, you know, he, he had a little bit different style. He figured out the sound. He, uh, so he can go into those places, but you know, again, and he, and, and I remember, uh, probably it was a year or two ago when, uh, the truth, um, he wrote a big post that, that kind of blew up in CHH communities. Um, and it was about how, people in general fans have grown up like as Jay-Z has gotten older um, and has matured and grown up. So have his fans, but they've been following him this whole time and have never said anything, you know, really bad about him and that type of thing. And the truth was like, why can't CHH fans do that with us? You know, we're, we're grown men. We're, we're growing, we're maturing. We're, we're having families. We have kids. We might have old kids now. So we're going through all this stuff and I'm, you know, I still don't, I, I don't necessarily just cause I'm not making, you know, quote unquote youth group songs. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm any less a Christian. It probably means in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm a stronger believer. Um, I'm more mature in my faith. Uh, but it, but it comes out different in songs. So with how I, when I listen to Lecrae, I, I I pick up on all the little things that he that he says, um, you know, where he does actually reference a lot of scripture. He does reference Tons. a lot. Tons. He, he he references a lot of like you know, Christian cliches like that type of thing. It's 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 like interwined. It, it's all throughout his music, even even his most recent stuff. It's all throughout it. Um, but to me, it's like if just because he's not saying Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, even though he has, does have that one verse where he goes, he, like, does, Jesus. he does. Yeah. 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 Even, even though he's not saying that he, the message though is still in everything. So to me, I'm like, okay, if you're not picking this up, then maybe, maybe you're not quite grown and all where, where maybe you should be um, yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, grown yeah. in a spot to where you're going to be able to pick up and realize what he's saying. Um, Lecrae's clear. Lecrae's clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's a funny dude too. Um, yeah, and yeah. NF to me is still kind of he's mysterious, and I think he probably does that on purpose in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, with him it's a little bit different because I haven't necessarily I haven't necessarily in his music, and I'm I I listen to NF a lot um, just because I love his sound like that. That's one of my favorite sounds of and styles of rap. Um, but I, his messaging, um, I haven't heard 
what seems like a whole lot of spiritual growth. Um, if you heard NF back way in the beginning, he was like that clear cut CHH rapper. You know, he was making songs about God. He was talking about Jesus. He was doing that whole thing. Um, and then the more and more music he was putting out, the less and less you heard of that kind of stuff in a clear way. And now a lot of it is like positive messaging mixed in with a lot of like pride. I'm better than you. <laughs> and and so that's where I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say he's not a Christian. And I don't think he would say that either. Um, but he doesn't fall under that like clear cut Christian rapper, you know, like we, we, we try to throw in that, you know, throw somebody into that. And I think he's also, um, I think him not really wanting, I don't don't know how much he wants to be associated with big Christian events. And, and I don't know how much he wants to be associated with Christian movements. And I don't know how much he wants to be associated with a lot of Christian stuff. And I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? I don't know what that is. Honestly, I don't, I don't don't think it's, if I had to guess, obviously we're both just speculating right here, but yeah. if I had to guess, I don't think that he's purposely staying away from Christian events. I think he tries to stay away from a lot of that in general, just no matter what it is. Um, you know, yes, he does do some big festivals and all, but you don't really, he puts out his tour schedule. That's what he does. And then you don't hear about him for a while. Um, and I, I think he likes and, and I mean, he's pretty clear saying out throughout his music that he's a he's a he's in his mind a lot he, to himself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and he he doesn't like to be he doesn't like to be the in the spotlight. He doesn't like to be the the main focus. Um, so I, I don't know. He like I said, he's a he's a, an interesting character, um, which one one little thing about him that. It could mean absolutely nothing, but when I met him one time backstage at his concert, uh, when I sold him at N64, (laughs) um, he was like, he was super giddy, smiling, laughing, which you never see any of that, right? You never, you don't even, you have to like search the Google, like 16th page of Google Very somber dude. Yeah, Yeah. to find a smile picture. Well, I yeah. walk into the room and he's laughing. He's like going back and forth with me, bantering and stuff. Then we go to take a picture. I give his manager my phone to take a picture, smiling. He stands next to me and he goes, "Cause that's all, it. That's his brand." Yeah, all serious. So that's what I'm like. Like, I don't know how much of this is a brand, is a branding thing, you know? Because you can be in front of a lot of people on tour. Uh, in interviews, um, music videos, stuff like that, and and do it a certain way so that it puts out a certain brand. You can do that. Like you, that's that's you're able to do that as as a person. Like because some people they just can do that. Um, he may want to. He may purposely be doing all this to put out a certain uh, view of him um, for whatever reason that he's come up with. Uh, but. Who knows? We we may never know. Um, but I'm still gonna listen to his music a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I look and, until because I haven't I haven't heard him like you know completely give me something that made me question everything. You know what I mean? So up until that point, like I I, I know a little bit more about about him, right? But there's a lot of stuff I don't know about him. And so based on the stuff that that I do know, I'll say this: 
Um, if he's if he's Christian, I don't I don't know, but that's what I know about him. I th- I know him to be a Christian. I'm 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 a rock with him and supporting while he's doing what he's doing, right? Um, at the same time, like um, when okay, so so when it's when it's about my music and when I put stuff together, right? Like I'm a Christian. I'm gonna look at the world through that viewpoint. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna see things through that viewpoint. I can also see things through a viewpoint that's that's not Christian. You know what I mean? I can also see things through that lens. But that's because I talk to a lot of people and I engage with a lot of people and I hear how they talk and how they see things. You know yep. what I mean? And I can actually use that. And most most people do. Most artists um, are are blessed to not only see the world through their own lens, but to see the world through other people's lens. Right. Yeah. And some of the best artists made that way. And so um, in in my in my overall perspective, right, for me, a lot of my music is about love. Right. It's about like love and and my relationship with my wife. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, bro, you love your wife a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I love the fact that I can get a wife. So. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I, I love my baby, man. She, she's awesome. She's amazing. Um. And because, um, and because of, of, you know, her, like, she's a blessing for me. You know what I mean? Like, she was a blessing that God put in my life. And, and now, now the thing is to make sure that that relationship is good. Right. And, and this quarantine time is kind of meant for that a little bit. Right. So so it's kind of meant to, Hey, stop and focus on family for a second. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's kind of what you do. Um, but, yeah. So anyway, I was so a lot of my music reflects my journey, right? So it reflects my journey, and my journey is like inundated with everything Christ, right? Even if in my songs you may not hear me outright say it. If you listen to my whole album, I don't even know how many times I say Jesus, or if I ever did. I don't, I don't think I, said, I actually don't think you ever did. Have I ever? I don't. Yeah, I think I don't think I've ever said Jesus. Like once. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I say. <laughs> Look, <laughs> look, if <laughs> when I'm writing, I'm like, and same way with science, because I know that no matter how amazing people think my story is, I'm nothing if I don't have a connection with God. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So look, with, um, with my rapping, it's always like, God, I don't know what to say next. My mind is blank. <laughs> Can you give me more lyrics, please? Right. And so I'm praying through that process. When it's time to record, I do something. I, I you know, I might rap it. I do it wrong. My, my producer's like, hey, run that back. I'm like, God, I, come on. I'm sick of this, right? So I have to do it again. That's a god few thing. When I'm yep. doing MTMV, right? There's a lot of stuff I don't understand and don't know. I have to lean on God again. Everything that I'm doing. In science, I'm leaning on God. I'm a professor. So when I'm teaching, I'm leaning on God, right? Um, when I'm going through this, when I'm doing MTMV, right? I'm leaning on God. And when I'm rapping, I'm leaning on God, right? And so regardless of what people feel about what's like, regardless of what people feel about me saying Jesus or not saying Jesus or whatever, right? Um, beyond that, I know, I know, and the people who know me and the people who listen for real, they know that everything that's done is done like through God's allowance, right? God like allows me to move the way I move and do the things that I do and see the stuff yeah. that I see, right? And it's through God that I feel like I try to inspire people to to be their best self. Mm. That was a smooth transition into mentioning MTMV. <laughs> so let's uh let's go there um what is that uh and and what was your 
what was your vision to creating that? Yo, MTNV is is like it's my team, my voice. It's a sports podcast network. Um, it actually started off as Trackstar Sports, and mm-hmm. so um, we. I we, almost I almost wore that shirt, but the Trackstar Sports one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it man. Doesn't, it um, doesn't quite fit. It's a little too tight. <laughs> <laughs> Trackstar Sports is um is still a thing, right? Like it's still something that's happening. This is kind of something that was birthed from that, right? Mm-hmm. And so um so in the in the actual beginning, it was um. The Trackstar show, I think, is one of the, the dopest things around, right? And so I'm at the Trackstar show. I'm just kind of um, kicking it with DJ Jeremiah. And then we uh, we play fantasy football. We've been doing that for years. So because we play fantasy, I was always like, you know, I always led the, the fantasy thing. I was always the fantasy guy. I mean, I won all the time. I'm, I'm like a fantasy guru. I don't, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, like, when it's time to play fantasy football, I'm that guy. Now I'm just playing. But, uh, but so we were always doing that, right? Nah, I really mean that. So we, when we're doing that, it's me, it's Sean, it's all us playing fantasy football, and I've always been, you know, the one kind of leading that. But when we started off those shows, when guys would come in to do interviews, like stars, whoever they were, right? Um, like whoever the guy is coming in to do an interview, or a lady, we'd be in there debating sports, talking sports right before the TriStar show kicked off, right? It'd be me, Jeremiah, we going back and forth. And so one day while going through the um, album making process, I stopped by Jeremiah's house. It's like during the day and he's just watching sports show after sports show after sports show after sports show. And I'm like, I didn't really know how deep in he was, but he's pretty deep in. And I was like, all right, bet. So then because of my whole, because of my fantasy football prowess and because I've been able to kind of do my thing, Guru um, status. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, there's always a plot to dethrone me, right? And so so Ryan keeps finding people in the world to bring in and beat me in fantasy football. He brings in Derek, right? For the for the purposes of doing video editing for track stars, but also for the purposes to dethrone me in fantasy football. So yeah. <laughs> so he brings them in on purpose for that reason. And so, and you're in, you're in the league, you're in the league. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how different I am in those leagues. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he brings them in to dethrone me, but what winds up happening is, um, Derek, uh, me, Derek and Jeremiah, we come together and we start this show and we start uh, debate field, right. Mm-hmm. Which has since been, you know, been on hiatus. Right. But we started we started debate fuel. And the whole point of debate fuel was to actually take those conversations that happened right before track stars and actually give them a platform. And so we did that. Right. So um, we did that for like two years. Right. But we found out that in that in that spot, we had a lot of weaknesses. We have strengths. I like football. They like basketball. Right. Derek is kind of a chameleon. You can go between football, basketball and other sports. But we didn't know about college football. We didn't know about wrestling. We don't know about powerlifting, right? Um, there are certain teams we didn't have all the information on. So um, I, I came up with this idea. I was like, hey, um, what if we had correspondence where people would basically come on and be experts in the spots where we lack interest? So the first thing was we were coming up on March, and it was time for March Madness, right? which this time is supposed to be for, right? So it was about <laughs> it was, yeah. it was coming on March Madness, and we had no – no real you know knowledge about it like we didn't really have it i've always been one to kind of reach out right so i reached out to a guy in lathan credit right so i'm like lathan yo you know about this kind of stuff bro can you be our correspondent he was like of course i'd be a correspondent i was like bet and so from then i start gathering up correspondence 
right? And then you became a correspondent, and we had a couple guys come become correspondents and people who knew stuff about stuff I didn't know. Well, what happened is over time, as the Bayfield um started to kind of you know like dwindle, I was like, yo, it'd be cool if these correspondents had their own podcast. You know what I mean? Like if like instead of them just kind of helping us out, what if they had their own thing? What if because they know they know more about what I what I know in these particular areas. So for instance, mm-hmm. you with lifting, I was like, he knows way more about lifting than I know. And MMA. I didn't know anything about MMA. So um I was like, okay, I started reaching out to guys who knew about stuff I didn't know about. And then I was like, hey, it'd be cool if they had a podcast, right? And so um after that, I was like, at some point. Um, I talked to Sean and, and we had a conversation about um, about track star sports and about where he saw it going and where I saw it going. And I saw it going to like crazy places. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yo, track star sports is going to be like um, track star sports is going to be like uh, ESPN. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be like that. It's going to be like Fox Sports Network. It's going to yeah. be track stars and then it's going to be track star sports. And I want to take this thing to that level sean sean's vision was a little bit different for for track star sports he was like he's like i don't you know that's that's it's, it's different his the whole vision was different so i was like all right bet um i said well look if your vision is different and my vision is different then um then maybe we need to do something different and he was like he was like well maybe you should start your own thing and i was like okay all right, that's cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't really want to start my own thing, right? And I had all yeah. these guys who were who were all supporting me and all kind of you know involved in track star sports. And they all love track stars, you know what I mean? And so because they love track stars, the message for track star sports is very simple, right? We're the chicken sandwich. And that was that was the whole thing. We're the um we're the, the chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A, right? <laughs> And that, that's that's what that's what Sean's message was. That's that's my message was. Even in recruiting guys, my message is very simple. Hey, everybody, okay, everybody doesn't love Christianity. You feel me? So, and but at Chick Fil A, you're not caring about that. You come for the chicken biscuit. You know what I mean? And everybody can get that biscuit. You feel me? Everybody comes like Christian, non-Christian, um, homosexual, non-homosexual. Everybody's gonna get in that line. And you're going to taste that chicken sandwich. It's all good. It relates to everybody, right? But while you're there, you're going to get some of the best treatment in the world, right? You're mm-hmm. going to be, like, they're going to treat you well. They're going to love you right. And they're going to, like, treat you like you've never been treated before while ordering food. You feel me? And at some point, you may say, hey, what's the deal behind this? And why are y'all closed every Sunday, right? That's when you get the message. You feel me? Sports is the same way as that chicken sandwich. No, you may not love all the Christian stuff that we're doing, but you're going to like this sports thing because everybody's talking sports. Well, look, while you're talking sports with us, we're not going to curse you out. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to curse you out. Yeah. We're not going to give you nothing crazy, right? And then over time, you're going to like, hey, why y'all don't put out no new podcast on Sunday? Well, we put a message out on Sunday. You feel what I'm saying? So you're while you're looking for the answers to that stuff, you'll find out who we are. You're going to understand that the core of who we are is Christ. Like that's the core of who we are, and that's the reason why we don't curse you out when we argue with you. <laughs> Not every time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you feel me? And that's the reason why, like, okay, yes, we're excellent in this way, but we treat you well. That's, that was the whole thing behind Tri-Star Sports. Um, and so when I was like, yo, Sean was like, yo, my, my, my thought about this is different. I don't have any, you have a love for sports. I don't have that same, you know, that same love for it. I was like, all right, bet. Um, so he was like, start your own thing. So I was like, all right, bet. 
um I didn't want to I really didn't I never wanted to like start my own thing I never wanted to to do that it felt it felt different um but you know that safety in a multitude of counsel which is something I always say so I asked everybody I'm like hey should I start my own thing like I like this track star sports thing should I do something different and everybody was like yeah start your own thing do your own thing my wife was like do your own thing my mom was like do your own yeah. thing um I remember, I remember like, you you called me I, I think you yeah called Jason yeah yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to everybody. I'm like, yo, should I do my own thing? And then everybody was like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll do my own thing. So <laughs> so when it was time, um, I started MTNV Sports because I was thinking, what, what's the basis? What's the whole point? The whole point was to give um, those hardcore fans a voice, right? So I was like, all right, cool. Um, it's my team, my voice. You know what I mean? And I wanted to I wanted those people who love Packers fans to have their own Packers podcast. If you love the the Saints, I want you to have your own Saints podcast. If you love the Philadelphia Eagles, I want you to have your own Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Right. It's it's giving them a platform. And then my thought was when you come over, there'll be people here to there'll be people here to listen to you as soon as you get started. Right. And you'll be mm -hmm. supported because there's a team around you that's going to support you and help you through the process. Um, yeah. And so. That was my whole thing. And and in MTNV, we have a family. You know what I mean? Like, it's a family of podcasters. It's a bunch of guys who like to get together and talk sports and get that message out. At the end of the day, now we have... And so we started off just kind of having a bunch of little podcasts, right? Before I knew it, we had over like 100,000 listens. And and that was, that's crazy. We're currently at, I think, um, 133,000 listens. Um, we're at the uh, point where um, where we're starting to grow. You know, like, and we, now we we have a radio show. And so we were kind of, we, we hooked up with um with uh, Dash Radio. So hooking up with Dash Radio was a good look. Um, Them giving us a radio show on that platform on GH3 Radio, God's House of Hip Hop. Actually, we didn't hook up with Dash. We hooked up with God's House of Hip Hop. And they have their station on Dash Radio with MC Nice. And so mm -hmm. MC Nice saw, saw what we were doing with the podcast. He was like, hey, I have a vision for that. Um, go ahead and put that on on uh, my network. That network has now won a stellar award. So you know, shout out shout out to the network. Um, we've kind of been a part of this you know growing process, and we're looking to expand. So I think we've talked to two other radio stations to kind of put our stuff on their platform. Now we have a consistent show called the Huddle Up that we do on YouTube. We're kind of in this in this place where um where we're growing, but to say. I mean, God, God has just blessed us from the from the beginning of it to to where we are now. But man, MTNV kind of was birthed out of something that I didn't want to get started. I never, I always had a thought for it and a vision for it, right? Um, but I thought it would be um, as a part of of Track Stars. You know what I mean? I thought it'd be as, as a part of Track Stars because looking at that whole Track Stars empire, which I absolutely love. I was like, yo, I love the vision here. I love the leadership here. I love what we're doing here. I just want to add my piece to it and, and contribute. Mm -hmm. So Trackstar Sports now lives on in Trackstars, right? But as a part of their outreach, and which I which I love that too. So Trackstar Sports is still a part of their outreach. They have fantasy, so it's mostly fantasy football. And so they interact and engage with the people in their community community through fantasy sports. So fantasy basketball leagues, fantasy baseball leagues, stuff like that. That's all through track stars and as a way to engage and interact with their um with their fan base. And so um it's this it's still there, it still has a place, right? Um, but MTNV Sports kind of moves on and kind of went on with all the podcasts and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Uh it's it a lot of a lot of things are are birthed out of a, a thought we might have, but not a desire to necessarily do it. 
But then once we do it, we realize like, hey, this is what we're meant to be doing right now. Yeah. Um, so that that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's and and you know, hundred thousand listens, that's a big deal. And you know, you guys were uh, I don't know what it looks like now, but I remember uh, really near the beginning, um, not shortly after you you had started, that uh, on on Anchor, the the one platform, uh, yeah, you you were first for a while, or, or in the top couple. Yeah, um, yeah. Anchor Anchor has been a blessing, man. Um, Anchor's changed their format now. They've changed the way that looks, right? Um, the the top stuff. They've changed the way that looks. Um, but yeah, Anchor Anchor was was a good start off point. It was also good and motivational to kind of see our rankings and stuff like that. And we were up yeah. there really high, right? Because we're so consistent. And I want to say um, what what has really helped us out is just having a team, having a team of individuals. I talked about this on Jason Bordeaux's podcast on, on Business with Bordeaux. Having a team around you just makes everything so much easier to do because their ideas can fuel, their ideas actually help push the brand forward. Right. Their ideas, their commitment, their, um, you know, their knowledge, actually their podcast, their their productivity all helps to push yeah. their brand forward. Even when. Right. Even if I'm like I had to leave for a while to go into album mode. Right. Like I left um, not leave, but, you know, I had to kind of not focus on MTV so much when I was in album mode in, in um, late 2018. And so pushing album, 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 who's running, who's helping MTV. That's when somebody stepped up. So we got a, a great team, man. I don't want to start naming names because it, I'm going to miss somebody and somebody's going to get mad, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but we we had um, we had somebody step up, man, and just say, hey, look, when, whenever you're out, right? So the voice is one of the guys there. He, he's like, uh, his name is Nathan. I can't even say his last name, but we call him the voice. And so the voice is like, he's like, hey, look, um, if I stepped out, if I stepped out, he came in. He was like, look, I can I can drop some stuff. I'm going to have to start naming names. All right. So, <laughs> so the voice helps out. Right. Um, my boy. So Conrad Hilton, he's another guy who's doing all our video editing stuff, stuff I can't do. Right. He can do all the video editing and put stuff together and knock that out. Right. We got people who can talk about basketball like Miles Austin. We got Will mm-hmm. Smith. Right. Um, and so and there's some we got another a writer. We got writers now. Um, and so I'm our writer, but Venora Lewis is somebody who can also write if she needs to. Um, we just wow. we just have a, a good team, man. And so I feel like um, with the team, oh, we got my boy JT now. He's he's really good with college stuff. And so we just have a team. And I feel like with the team, we've kind of gotten to the spot where um, we can just do a lot of stuff. There's a lot of versatility there with the team. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of everyone's gonna bring their own experience, bring their own. Uh, you know, good and bad, and and that's what makes the whole thing better. Uh, that yeah, that's cool. So, all right. So, so wrapping this up, um, if you had to shortly, uh, you know, in a thirty seconds or a minute or whatever, give 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 the message that you want the listeners to hear. Okay. So, um, first of all, I like to thank you. For, for inviting me to your podcast, man. Um, it's been fun. So I really enjoyed it. I know I said, like, I got to be out 30 minutes ago, but I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here because I like to talk, and you, we always have great conversation. You know what that is. Um, yeah. If I wanted to give a message to the people, the message would be this. Um, I want I want you to know who you are in Christ. So know who you are in Christ. Understand that no matter, like, no matter, like, how far away you feel you are from your goal, you can reach it. 
I want you to be inspired to reach it. I want you to understand that that God will put things in your life and put things in place that will help you to get to the point where you need to go, right? Don't ignore the warning signs. Don't, like when there's a door closed, understand that that door is closed because God has a whole nother door open for you. So go ahead and walk through that door. At least ask him, is there another door? Because you've closed this one. Is there another door for me to get to where I want to go? I just simply want to inspire you to say, hey, I mean, you heard my story. I was down, down, right? I was down. God cleaned my slate and he made, he opened up a door for me to change my life completely. I pray the same for you. I pray that you are inspired to go towards your goal and, and like run after it with everything you have in you. Wow. That's great. Um, so how can people follow you? You know, give, give all that stuff. I'll bet. Yo, follow me and follow the team. <laughs> so follow me, follow the team on, um, at, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Facebook as well. Um, but if you're following on Instagram and on Twitter, it's at M T M V sports. So you can follow us there. Um, if you want to follow me directly, it's at Rick sincere. So R I C, um, S I N C E R E. So at Rick Sincere, um, I concentrate because I have this lisp that you that you know about. So, <laughs> <laughs> that you know about. <laughs> so you can follow me on um, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at Rick Sincere, or you can follow um, the whole squad at MTMV Sports on Twitter, Instagram as well. And if you want to jump into our, our Facebook group, feel free to just reach out to me at Rick Sincere and I'll show you how to get there. And what's the YouTube channel? Oh, YouTube channel is the same, um, MTNV Sports. So you can look up MTNV Sports. Um, and you can find the YouTube channel. Um, look at uh, MTNV Sports Pod- MTNV Sports Podcast Network. Um, the first one. The second one is, is still developing, but the first one is still there. Uh, and what's your store? You have a store, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, on Store Frontier, you can find us at Store Frontier. Actually, you can. Um, oh, I have to kind of give the link, but yeah, it's on Store Frontier. So there's a store, MTNV Sports, there too. All right, so MTNV Sports Podcast Network, you can look that up on Store Frontier, and I believe you can find um, our gear. You can find our shirts. I don't have one on, but you can find our shirts. Um, you can find our stuff. We have a lot of cool gear, man, that people can check out. Dope. But if you want the best gear, if you want the best, you can check out our gear. I love our gear, but if you want the best gear, go to True Strength Apparel. Y'all know hey, what it is. That's a good spot to end <laughs> right there. We're good. <laughs> All right, brother, I appreciate it. This was this was a great time. Um, and uh and uh, everybody listening, go follow him. Go follow MTMV. Go uh, go get his album Beyond Belief, and uh, you'll you'll rock to it. I, I still am after it's two years old. Uh, well, okay, it's 2018. It's not quite Yo, two years so, old, but so hey, I'm I in, got you. My wife hit me up. My wife hit me yesterday. She was like, she was like, baby, when's the last time? You, she's like, um, you ain't writing nothing no more. When when's the last time you're writing something? Are you writing something now? And I'm like, I'm like, yo. So I got this new voice app, right? So I'm gonna start singing again. So, I, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right, nah, be, on, um, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm um, I'm. I gotta, I gotta start writing again, man. I've been really focused on MTNV, and I haven't been um writing as much. And so, trying to get something off the ground is tough. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get this thing off, right? I've been, you know, I've been in the lab, you know, with a pen and a pad, trying to get this thing off. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, bro, let's hop off. I know you got things to do. Um, Yeah, appreciate you. Everybody go follow him, and uh, let's keep rolling. God bless, bro. God bless.